Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. I think it's safe to say that most individuals in their fourth quarter probably wouldn't say that they're in their peak of life. But that is what we want to talk about today, because we have a different perspective about how those in their fourth quarter can live with peak performance. My name is Susan Kunzelman, and I'm here with Ron Regenstrife, the founder of Q4 Impact. Welcome, Ron. Hi, Susan. When I think uh, of peak performance, it takes me back to my childhood, and specifically in my childhood, especially as a young boy, eight, nine, ten years old, I had a lot of childhood heroes. And um, I don't know that I'd say I'm proud of the fact of who they exactly were. Certainly as human beings, I'm probably not proud of who who they were. But people, sports folks like Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle and in basketball, Oscar Robertson and Roberto Clemente and Bob Cousy and all these guys. And as I was becoming a teenager they were starting to head towards the end of their careers. And for an athlete, there definitely is the diminishing of their skill set as they get older. And and that older to an athlete is in their 30s and mid-30s as they approach 40. So they reach kind of the peak of their skill set as athletes at a pretty early age. And so uh, I think that's a good place for us to start. Well, except that today our intention is not necessarily to approach peak performance from a physical perspective, because I know, though I'm not there, and we like to joke that I always have to work that in, that I'm not in Q4 yet. Despite our best intentions, all of us are going to decline physically. And so our perspective today is about attaining our spiritual peak performance. Ron, how about you highlight that a little bit more? And that, I think, is obviously where we're going to go in today's discussion to differentiate the fact that in spite of the fact that the physical parts of our lives do deteriorate, it, that's not who we are, that isn't or shouldn't be the bulk of of what we are today. So I would make a case that we would be approaching our peak performance, the top of our game, Mm -hmm. in the fourth quarter, and that it is not unreasonable because of what we've experienced in life. I'll I'll use these examples. Um, I've been going to church for 50 years. I've heard a lot more sermons uh, today at age 70 than I did at age 30, and I've had a lot more hours of prayer over the course of these last 50 years. And all of the experiences of of my life is now coming to fruition, and I have that in my bank account in my library of experiences. Mm -hmm. So I would make a case that I 
really should be utilizing all that experience uh, and optimizing it. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And when I hear you speak to those things, it makes me think of the portion of the Westminster Catechism. And I can only say it, the Westminster Catechism that says the purpose of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And I think that when I think of the forever, it is the entirety of our lives here, not just eternity in heaven. So when I start to, to blend that purpose of glorifying God with what Ephesians 2.10 speaks about in terms of doing the good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do, then it supports that there is so much value and worth that can still be contributed by those in older generations. And that's exactly what you're saying. It is. And I think we have said this uh, often already that we're not, we're not going to be encouraged by the culture spiritually. If anything, we're going to be discouraged. We're going to feel discounted or unappreciated as we reach these latter years of our lives. And, and that's part of the purpose of our podcast is to say, wait a second, I'm not going to be influenced by the world's advertisements. I want to be influenced by what scripture says, by what, by what is true from a God perspective. And and that's why we I would highlight the fact that, well, at, at these in your 60s, in your 70s, in your 80s, you have logged so much valuable time and experience, and, and we should have been acquiring wisdom. So it's not the time to feel like our lives are over or you know, we're never going to be able to make significant contributions anymore because maybe our physical strengths are are decreasing. I want to make a case that our spiritual strengths are increasing. <laughs> I would I would say if I were to compare my wisdom at age seventy with my wisdom at age forty, uh, the wisdom is far more significant today the the realities of navigating life over the course of all of these years uh, has brought me to understandings that I didn't have as a younger man and that is the joy of what God works in us as we age where we recognize that he's doing that for his glory as well. And I'm, I'm wanting to reference in your blog how you bring out the scripture in James uh, 2.6, I believe, that to quote, says, faith without works is dead. And so there's this call, as I already referenced from Ephesians, to do the work that God has prepared for us in advance. And that is the opposite of what culture would say, that these later years are just for rest and relaxation. So I know that today as we go further, especially your challenge and the encouragement is that as long as we're alive, we want to be living by faith. And that means that there should be evidence of that faith being lived at. 
it's almost like there's two, uh, there's, maybe there's more, but I think of these two powerful forces of advertising that as we get to this age, go after the pleasure, go after the comfort, go after the leisure. That's a very strong message that our culture is producing. And at the same time, we're struggling or wrestling with new experiences of maybe feeling a little discounted or discouraged. And so you have those two things coming at you. And there is definitely a tendency. And and I, you know, we talk about this offline, Susan, that it's not as though I'm some Willie Mays of um spiritual life. It's that I'm watching my own reactions to this. I'm seeing my own discouragement want to come and and push me down. And I'm having to say, no, wait a minute. This isn't what life is. And this isn't what is really true. It's it's false. Pleasure, you know, um, relaxation doesn't add value. It it's it's a life of meaning, a life of pursuing God. And that has to change a little bit as we get older. So we have to make these kinds of adjustments. And um, this morning, I was on a Zoom call with four friends that are my age, and we're sharing scripture together. We're sharing what's going on in our lives together. I've done that recently because it's so it's so strengthening. It's so encouraging to listen to my friends just share God's love and and we strengthen each other. It's a new kind of thing at this age that I've had to add to my life. So that, that's an example. It's an example. And I like that example because I don't want people to think when we talk about the work that God has done, that it's always going to look like physical work. Now, you, you've shared examples on this podcast of things that you've been able to do, such as volunteer at retreats or even engage with homeless uh, people that you have met recently. But you are what I would call on the younger side of Q4. And you have been blessed with good energy and a lot of healthiness. Not everyone in the fourth quarter of their life, whether your age, younger or older, have that same energy and vitality. So work is going to look different in what the Lord calls them to. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Absolutely. I, I think as a as a fourth quarter person, maybe I'm a fourth quarter toddler. And uh, <laughs> I am at the early stages and I do, though I have physical limits, it's not as significant as I will have when I'm in my 80s and my later 80s if I get to the 80s. So just as I've implemented some new things in my 70s, it's going to require that as I get to the next stages, I have to do other things or different things. Uh, I'm not I'm not able to have a catch with my grandson uh, baseball-wise for more than a few minutes. In the old days, I'd spend an hour with my son throwing the ball around. Now I can't. My arm feels like it's going to fall off. So 
you you adjust. And as you get older, it's certainly going to be limited in what you can do, but you can still apply that passion and yes. and drive to to be uh, to be in prayer more often. To I have a friend who calls people. He has a schedule, and he just calls people every month and mm-hmm. checks in with them and prays for them. It may mean you know mentoring via Zoom or phone. But there's always things for us to do as long as we're guarding our hearts and say, I want my heart to remain faithful and loyal to the things of God and and be serving him right up to the end. Amen. I know I've mentioned my own mom on here before, but I want to bring her up again, even as to offer more examples, because she's modeling the very thing that we're talking about. And I'm actually learning from her on this topic because you shared early in the podcast, maybe some feelings or thoughts that people may have of being um, minimized or not recognized as valuable and what they may be able to contribute as they age. And I know that my mom has wrestled with some of those feelings, but the beauty is that she hasn't stayed there. And what I see her doing, even as now, and and she'll listen to this and think, oh, Susan, why did you share this? But even now, um, she is wrestling more with the decline of her physicality. And yet I see her entering the presence of the Lord, seeking him with her whole heart, still being transformed by the renewal of her mind through his word. She is faithful in prayer. And she'll be quick to say that she knows that many of the answers to those prayers, she will probably never see the sight of heaven. And yet there is a passion to experience that that peak performance. This is an example of what we're talking about. And so it is inspiring to me. Other ways that I see that in these later stages of someone in Q4 is she can exhort others and encourage them with that wisdom that you have spoken has has been gleaned through the years. And even correction. There have been times where we've been in Bible study where she has maybe countered someone's thought. And as her daughter, I still maybe get corrected more than anyone. <laughs> but this is good because I learn from her. And I think the the piece that um, excites me as I, I think about tying this to, to Matthew 5.18. I think it says where it's, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And that doesn't matter if it's visible or if it's largely in the four walls of your home. The Lord sees, and that's the kind of peak performance that we want to encourage our listeners to strive for. There's a great example. Your mom is is she's a rock star on our podcast and uh, <laughs> and on the podcast. So uh, she's having impact. She's making a difference. And I say we make a difference up until the very last day of our lives. And but we have to have we have to have that as our goal, as our passion, as our desire. And and so that's why we're talking about this topic. Absolutely. And. I want to stress that this is not about performing. That is not at all what this is about. We may use the term works, but this is not about a performance. This is about fulfilling 
what we've been called to in the Gospels, and that is that the harvest is plentiful, and who is going to do the work? And each of us have a place in the body of Christ, no matter our age, and especially since we're targeting those in the fourth quarter, what you contribute is valuable and has significant worth. Couldn't agree more. Any other closing thoughts before I wrap us up, Ron? I think this is good, Susan. I I, I want to keep this uh, focused on it really is our hearts, is that you, we wake up in the morning and we're either going to say, what can I do for myself or what can I do for the Lord? And I want to wake up every morning and say, what can I do for the Lord today? Yes. And I hope that each person listening will pray the same and see what the Lord may be calling you to, to his plentiful harvest. So thank you for listening. If you've been encouraged today, we hope you'll share this podcast with someone else and make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform on which you're listening. And next week, we are looking forward to tackling a very practical subject of organization. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.